Thank you for being with us today. We would love to have you join us in person. To partner with us or to give online, go to www.upperroomohio.com. We hope you enjoy this message.
talk shop. She's going to do everything. You're just going to be the liaison. I feel like at some point in my life, I'm going to learn that when somebody's like, it's okay. <laughs> it will be okay, but there's going to be a lot of not okay in the mix before you get from it's okay to, you know, the other part where it's actually okay. So uh, just, you know, wasn't there in that moment, so maybe we'll get there next time. But anyways, so Pastor Aaron asked me about this, and at this time in our life, this was about three years ago, uh, Nick and I were definitely on this train of we're going to live off the land, and we're going to feed the whole entire Tip City community on our three acres of property that we have right down the road from here. Um, now, Nick very much, my husband, has a dream that he would still love to live off the land. We were at that time doing a CSA, which is a community-supported agriculture, where people basically bought into our farm, and we would provide produce for them every week. They'd come and get a weekly or a bi-weekly box of produce from us. I love to garden. And that was the worst idea I've ever had in my entire life, I feel like. Um, I took a passion, something I genuinely enjoy doing, and tried to turn it into a job, which works for some people very well, but it was an absolute nightmare for me. Because if you're trying to feed 10 families plus your own, and you are only doing this with yourself, and your, let's see, Emily was probably 11, so Kyler was, what, 9? Your 9 and 11-year-old because my husband works a full-time job and he couldn't help that much. That's a, that's a nightmare, guys. That's not a dream. That's a nightmare. <laughs> I appreciate my friends that helped and supported that business, but y'all should have told me, are you sure this is a good idea? Um, but they didn't because they're supportive friends like that. So anyways, that's what we were doing at this point in our lives. Um, and I thought I was going to make this work. Uh, it was going to be great. I had taken some farming classes. That's how you learn to farm. <laughs> um, I watched YouTube videos. Uh, excuse me, but uh, I really wasn't sure about this whole coffee shop thing that Pastor Aaron um, was talking to me about, and I really wasn't hearing from God one way or another. You know, I was praying and asking God, like, please, what should I do? Like, I just need a little sign, and I was getting, like, crickets, silence, nothing. Now, crickets, like, on the farm crickets, I mean, like, there was nothing happening. And so I uh, came to church that following Sunday, and I was like, God, before I get there, I am going to need you to, to speak very clearly to me. Like, I need a word. How many of you have ever come to church and been like, I just need a word? Please let there be a speaker that's going to give me a word today. I need to be called out and I need a word. I'm not normally like that, but in this moment, I was like that. And I had a couple times where I'm like, man, I hope that speaker really gives me a word. I'm not going to give probably any of you a word today unless God really directs me to do that. And that's not typically how I go, thank you, baby. Um, so anyways, uh, I, I really needed a word that day. And so we get to worship, no special speakers, you know, they do the transition thing and no like, oh, does anybody have words of knowledge? I feel like we should do a words of knowledge thing today. None of that happened. None of it at all. So I, I was like, okay, well, well maybe I'm not going to get a word. I guess that's fine. Then out of nowhere, this, this lady who sometimes comes to our church, frequently doesn't, hadn't been there in quite a while prior to this moment that I'm about to tell you about, um, she comes up to me and she's like, hey, I think I have a word for you from God. And I was like, really? Okay, all right, what you got? She's like, I feel like somebody has asked you to do something, and you're not sure if you should do it, but God wants you to know it's what you should do, and he's going to open up so many doors that you never thought could be open if you do this one thing. 
and falling. I, was, I mean, it doesn't really get much clearer than that, right? And so this person would have had no idea at all that Pastor Erin had asked him about this. She would have, nobody would have told her, like, this was for sure straight from God. And then, you know, as I'm getting ready to leave that day, Kenny Locke stops me. And he says, hey, I feel like I have a word for you. I'm like, man, okay. So when, when you ask God for something, sometimes he just gives you double, and I, I'll take that as a confirmation. Um, and Kenny said, hey, I, I feel like something's getting ready to happen for you and Nick. Like, something's going to open up an opportunity or something, and it's going to be great. You should go for it. Oh, and he's like, does that, that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. So, you know, Monday morning rolls around, and Pastor Aaron calls me. He's like, hey, what are you thinking? What are you going to do here? You know, that kind of thing. Um, I need to know so I can give, give an answer to the, um, to the team whether we're going to go forward with this or not. I said, okay, I think I'm going to do it. And here's why I'm going to do it, because these two people said they heard from God and I should do it. They knew nothing about it. So fast forward to now, it's been a, about three years. Our church has owned Grounds for Pleasure downtown. If you've not been there, you should totally go get lunch there today. You'll love me for sending you all there all at once, I'm sure. <laughs>
remove God from the picture because then I'm just leaning on myself to do these things. Um, we, at Grounds for Pleasure, we really exist simply to love on the people of our community. And we get to do that through good coffee. That's what we get to do there. And if I just lean on my own understanding of that, guys, I have no understanding of coffee prior to this. I know how to drink it, and I can make it, and to be real honest, I had a cure it three years ago, and that's how I was making coffee. And if you know anything about coffee, that's not the best way to have a cup of coffee, to be real honest. So, um, God spoke to me back in December about our sales goal for the year, and I literally laughed. Have you ever had a moment where you feel like you're kind of like Sarah, and you overhear a conversation, and you're like, oh, you're totally going to do that, and you're like, no, I'm not. You know, Sarah laughed because she said, they said she was going to become pregnant, and that made her laugh because she was old. And I feel like I sat right over there, and Pastor Aaron back in December was telling us to write down our goals for, for this year, for 2019. And I, I really feel like God spoke to me and told me to write the goal down for Grounds for Pleasure for our sales. And I was like, okay, God, that's a good one. We'll see how that goes. And... Uh, I took it to the team back in January after I had written that down, and they were all excited. They were like, yes, let's do it, let's run with it, we can totally do that, and I was like, these guys are as crazy as God, so I guess this must be what we're supposed to do. So here we go. So, um, you know, this is your update on the sales from Grounds for Pleasure. So each year we've done a little bit better than the year before, and currently we've been at almost 
but I don't know why they do that, but I thought this was pretty neat. So um, I think that it's important to treat your team like family, and these things go together because that family culture, kind of like we have here, that family um, environment is what makes things work together. The iron sharpens the iron. So uh, another one I would touch on is uh, Proverbs 15, 22. Plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. Jesus had disciples, you guys. You can't do everything on your own. And I am absolutely the type of person who um, has grown up thinking and needing to be a very independent person and having to do things on my own. Um, so it's very, very hard for me to say, I need help. Very hard. So if you are that kind of person, it's okay to need help. It's okay to not just be okay doing whatever and everything for everybody. So I, I give you permission, in case you needed it, to ask for help because you need it. So uh, we currently have an amazing team at Crowns for Pleasure. Um, like I said, one of our staff is here today, and uh, they really genuinely care about each other. And she said she's here, you could, you know, ask her but I'm, to make sure I'm not lying to you, but they genuinely care about each other. They, um, they really exhibit all of our core values at Grounds for Pleasure, honor, service, integrity, excellence. They pray for each other. <clears throat> when life things are going on and happening, um, they encourage each other. There, there have been times when there's been uh, relationship issues going on outside of the shop that they've been able to really pour into and, and just offer advice to one another, which you don't get everywhere you work. I know, because I've worked other places, and so you don't get that. Um, we have a great employee who stepped up and has taken on a role of an assistant manager for us. Uh, Brittany Reed here has stepped up and is actually doing the bookkeeping, so that was able to take that off my plate so I could fill some other roles that needed to be filled. Um, another staff member has um, taken on our social media and booking bands to come. We have Wednesday nights, we have a um, GFP Unplugged is what we call it, so bands come in and play music for about an hour, and um, she's really done a great job booking them for those things. Um, and was, it was all her idea. It was Morgan's idea to have the bands come in and to to do that kind of thing and ramp up our social media. And I was like, here, girl, yes, here is all passwords. Take it. Run with it because it's not in my wheelhouse. So that's another reason it's important to have a good team because things go smoothly. It's just like here, just like Adam was saying a few minutes ago, he loves that Cheryl could just be Cheryl because he can only be Adam. I can only be me. I can't be Morgan doing amazing things with the social media, or I can't be Ayana creating new drinks, or I can't, you know, I can't do all of these things. It's just not, I mean, I don't have time for it. I'm only one person. Nobody can do all of that, so. Um, let's see, uh, we have another staff member who does a great job with our boards, our menu boards and stuff like that. She changes them seasonally for me. Um, I have another team member who literally gives a compliment to every single person she takes their order from. It doesn't matter, like, you could look a hot mess, like you just came in, you were running, and she'd be like, oh man, that headband looks so great, it's totally keeping the sweat out of your face. Like, she just is so <laughs> amazing. 
voice doing this today. I'm going to tell you, you know, here gives you a whole different level of respect for Pastor Aaron doing this week after week after week, and I could see where he would get burnt out. So uh, I'll be praying for him a little bit differently now, but not here. Anyways, uh, another cool thing is that we've actually just hired one of our regular customers, which says a lot about the environment that we've created at Grounds for Pleasure. When you are a customer, what was the last time you were a customer at a place that you went there almost every day and you said, I think I like these people enough I want to work here? Let me tell you, that's never happened to me. Sure doesn't happen when I go to Kroger. It sure doesn't happen when I go to Target, though sometimes I feel like I should work there because um, people will always ask me, do you know where something is? You must just have that approachable kind of look. Like, this lady looks like she shops here a lot. She should know where things are. So, anyways. Um, I think it's a really cool thing that we have we have customers who are wanting to be employed by us. I think that that says a lot. So um, and even though most of our team doesn't even go to church here, they all carry the heart of this house because it filters through. So I pass things on. You know, that's we care about each other. We honor each other. We create that environment. The same environment that you have here is what you get when you go to our shop. Now, we're not necessarily the Christian coffee shop. I don't, you know, Pastor Aaron and I, neither one of us have wanted us to have a label necessarily as the Christian coffee shop, but we don't hide who we are. We pray for our customers if there's something going on. We have regulars that, that send me messages, hey, I haven't been in because I've been sick. Could you guys please pray for me? Absolutely. You know, we don't hide who we are, but we're also not Bible numbers. We're not going to be coming in, okay, you wanted a skinny latte with no foam, blah, blah, blah. Do you know Jesus? Are you saved? If not, no coffee for you. That's not who we are. That is absolutely not who we are. So, um, you know, nor, nor is that who Jesus is. That's not the heart of the Father, to be that way to people. Um, so that's just a little moment. But anyway, so have a great team. That's my second point. Point number three is be generous. Proverbs 11, 24-25 says, Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Guys, it doesn't get much simpler than that. Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy, lose everything. That's pretty plain. Pretty plain. Let me think about that. Which one sounds more appealing? <laughs> Give freely. Give freely. Uh, we've started doing uh, Make a Difference Mondays. We started back in January. We've collected Shoes for the Shoe List, which Shoes for the Shoe List is actually an organization uh, that collects shoes and socks for kids. You know, ages probably kindergarten through seniors in high school. Uh, and as a community, we collected, I think, 94 pairs of shoes and a couple hundred pairs of socks. That's really amazing. Yeah. And then the best part was taking some of our team and taking that, you know, live generously. It was actually part of my Thrive in Action team, so look for the rabbit. So we, we took that, we took some of the team, 
and we went to a delivery of these of giving out these shoes to kids. So what happens is you get uh, this line of kids, a classroom comes down, their shoes set out by sizes and bags all throughout this gym floor and socks in the middle, bags of socks. And you go and you get a kid and you say, you know, hi, I'm Tia, what's your name? Susie, okay, hi Susie, it's so great to meet you. Come on, let's go get you a new pair of shoes. And Susie looks at you and says, how much are they gonna cost me? I didn't bring any money today. Susie, you don't have to pay for these shoes. These are just a gift for you to have some new shoes. And you go, and we sit Susie down in the chair, and we take her shoes off. And most of these kids, their shoes were easily two, three, sometimes even four sizes too small. They had holes. They were falling apart. Uh, it was sad. And then you take the shoe off, and you see the socks, which I'm going to be really, really honest and say, I do not like feet. I don't like touching other people's feet at all, so I avoid foot washing typically when we have those things happening here. It's a selfish thing. That's okay. I have yet to do it. Uh, but I, this is probably the closest I'm ever going to get to foot washing, honestly. We don't do that frequently here, by the way. <laughs> if you're new, you're not like, oh, great, foot washing service next week. I'm out. Uh, we're not doing that here. Frequently. I mean, it happens, but, you know, whatever. So, anyways, <laughs> this is the closest that I've come to foot washing is these kids. Um, and it is truly humbling to take the shoes off these kids, see the condition of the shoes, and their socks were gross. Really, really gross. Um, holes, dirty, like, not been washed. Now, I do have a son. So I understand that there is some level of this that's just polite for the boys that I took their shoes off, and I pray for them. Uh, but some of this was just really genuinely poor. Poverty is what I was looking at in these shoes. And to be able to take their socks off, give them a couple new pairs of socks to put on, and a brand new pair of shoes, and see their face, that's why we exist. To make that kind of difference in somebody else's life. Um, it was very uh, touching for my husband. Vic actually grew up and went to Pickwood schools when he was younger as well, and so for him to be able to go to the school, and one of our teammates that went with us as well, she graduated from Pickwood. So for her to be able to go and kind of give back to a community that they grew up in, both of which, um, you know, probably didn't grow up in the best conditions, and at one point, maybe in their lives, could have even been a candidate to get a pair of shoes. So it was really touching for both of them and just an amazing experience to do with the amount of people that we took with us. So um, so we've done those Shoes for the Shoe List for Make a Difference Monday. We've also done Coffee for Veterans and deployed military members where we collected nearly 100 things of coffee. We had bags of coffee at the shop that people could purchase. And we also had people from the community who just brought in coffee. They brought in boxes of K-cups and uh, big containers of Folgers coffee, all that stuff, and we donated it for service members. So that was really cool. And we've also done some things as far as reaching out to our community and loving on the businesses that are around us. Um, we've had some fires that have happened at a couple of businesses downtown in Tip City in the last couple of years and being able to rally behind them and support them, you know, via the soap shop and um, the place that was right next to her, the art studio, 
And also, even our the, the building right next to us had a had an electrical fire uh, maybe a year and a half ago now, and they were out for about six months. And while they were out, they would come in and work on things. The people who owned the business, and we would just let them come over and get their coffee for free because we felt like it's literally the least of their worries should be if they had funds to buy a cup of coffee that day. You know, it's just the little things and caring about people. Um, you know, I know Pastor Steve touched on it last week. You just see a need and you meet it. That is literally what living generously is about. You see a need and you meet it. You figure out how can I make this person's experience better, their life better. Um, we also do some fundraisers for groups, you know, kind of like Boy Scouts or um, we've had um, the Destination Imagination Kids that, want, that earned the uh, bid to go to nationals. Uh, we had some different things like that where kind of like Chipotle does their fundraiser where you take a flyer in and a portion of the sales goes back. We get to be generous and do that kind of thing in this community. As a small business, it's pretty rare to be able to do something like that, honestly. So um, I love that God gives us those ideas and, and we're able to be that love and that light in the community like he calls us to do. So when you give freely, it shifts the atmosphere. You allow more to flow into your, into you and into your environment around you. It genuinely, genuinely creates an environment that people want to be in, no matter where that is, whether it's your home, your business, um, where you work, it, it really doesn't matter. If you're giving freely, like there's just this joy that comes from that. So um, you also give freely of your time and words. It's not just financially being able to give or, you know, meeting a need that way, it's also your time and your words for people. I encourage and support the businesses around me. I go, I shop there regularly because when they win, we all win. When our community does well, when the businesses are thriving downtown, we all do well. All of us. So uh, I encourage others also to step out and into their dreams. You know, we have a, a customer who's a very regular customer and he makes bases. This man, uh, his name is Joe, he's retired, he's an older guy, and he said to me one day, he's like, I make vases. I was like, vases? Yeah, you know, like the things you put flowers in? And I was like, okay, that's really cool. And then he showed me pictures, and they are beautiful and amazing. And you would look at Joe and you'd be like, this does not match. <laughs> like, it just doesn't seem like it would fit his personality. But he's like, yeah, it's relaxing. I enjoy doing it. You know, I figure out different ways to make patterns on things. And I was like, that's really cool, Joe. And so Joe said, I'm going to bring you a vase. I'll put flowers in it one time, and after that, somebody else has got to fill it with flowers. I'm only buy any flowers once. And I was like, okay, my husband would probably appreciate that you only buy the shop flowers once, and that's it. So, uh, so Joe brought in this vase, and it was beautiful in person. It was absolutely gorgeous. And he, you know, he, I said, Joe, you've got, you've got to sell this stuff. You should totally do the Vintage in the Village. Set up a booth at Vintage in the Village. And he's like, yeah, I've never done anything like that. I don't think, I, I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. I was like, Joe, you just told me you have like 300 vases at home. What are you doing with them? Like, jokes and he's like, I'm having a pot party, you want to come? And he means his pottery that he makes. He thinks he's funny. Um, so anyways, I encouraged Joe and he did. He actually had a booth at Vintage in the Village, sold some of his items, and then 
I want to show you something. And he pulls up his phone, and he entered one of his pieces into an art competition and won first place. He's like, oh, I don't know. I'm so excited for him. And he said, oh, I probably would have done that had you not like, told me about that whole vintage in the village thing. And I was like, Joe, you're getting out of your box. I'm so happy for you. That's another way you give freely, guys, is by encouraging somebody else to step out. I took my time, and I talked to Joe, and I got to know him, and I saw what he made, and I just encouraged him a little bit. It's not that it didn't take anything from me. So, but it makes me happy, and I gain a whole lot by seeing how happy he was. So, um, the last thing that I want to point out is uh, be flexible with your dream. Proverbs 13, verse 12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. And then Proverbs 16, verse 9 says, We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. You guys, if you're having a moment right now and you're like, this girl is going to talk about dreams, and I'm so sick of hearing about dreaming, I feel your pain. I really, really feel your pain because I have spent about the last two years listening to Pastor Aaron talk about dreams. Angry. The whole time. I would sit there and be like, I am, why are we talking about this again? Again. I was angry because I didn't feel like I had a dream. I felt like there was nothing inside of me that God was pulling out that was my dream. I even remember I had a conversation with Pastor Josh and Angie and Nicole, and I said, I feel like all I'm meant for is to make other people's dreams come true. Because I didn't have a dream, so I thought. But in that moment, and over the course of these last, probably, probably this last year, I feel like I really stepped into what I feel like God did plan inside me for a dream. And uh, that whole hope deferred makes a heart sick. My heart was sick. My heart was angry because I didn't feel like I had a dream. But now I feel like this dream that I'm living has given me life. So uh, when I was a little girl, my grandpa would take me to work with him at his hair salon and, that he owned. And I remember thinking it was the coolest thing ever that my grandpa owned a business. I remember thinking that. I also remember being seven years old and my grandpa taking me to his hair salon and he would say, you need to come every other Saturday because you need to clean the coffee pot. <laughs> it was kind of ironic because like, I clean coffee pots now. Um, but my hand was the smallest hand that could fit inside the coffee pot, you know, like the bun, coffee maker where it's glass. My grandpa was a big man and he could not get his hand in that coffee pot and so he was like, I need you to clean out the coffee pot. So I clean out the coffee pot. And then my grandpa was also, he, he liked to go to the Elks Club. And so he'd take me there after we left the salon for the day, and he'd give me a Shirley Temple. And I remember thinking how amazing it was that they could make so many different things from all these bottles. And so uh, I think that it's fun because now I'm, you know, creating different things and mixing drinks, but without the alcohol at the coffee shop, so there's that. Um, but when I was a teenager, my first real job was at Dairy Queen. I remember that I had two amazing bosses there. They owned the, they owned the Dairy Queen, and uh, one's name was Mike, and he taught me how to, how to provide good customer service and how to upsell. So he taught me some good sales techniques that I needed throughout my life, but 
things like asking, did you want cheese with that? I think Mike was only mad at me one time, and it's when he overheard me not ask if I wanted somebody, if somebody wanted cheese on their burger at Dairy Queen. But the other one was his wife, Debbie. Debbie would come in to the coffee shop, to, or to the coffee shop, to, to Dairy Queen, didn't matter what she had on. If she saw that we were busy, Debbie would jump right in and help us. And I remember thinking multiple times as she helped us uh, get through a rush because it was car show night or whatever, I remember thinking, I want to be like Debbie one day. I want to be the kind of leader who goes and steps in and just does something because it needs to be done, not because I'm, you know, I'm not too good for it. I'm not going to tell my employee to go clean the bathroom, but I will clean it myself. Uh, there have been multiple times, typically actually when I do go, to the, go into the shop, if I'm working with somebody, I clean the bathroom because that's the kind of example I had in my life as a leader. And that's the kind of person that I want to be. So, uh, you know, I've spent the last few years stumbling and trying to figure out what my dream was. Uh, and maybe you felt that way. Uh, you know, I really felt like I didn't have anything of my own. And then I started to realize that I did have something my own, of my own. And the coffee shop is part of my dream. I've always wanted to own a business. Right now, I get the opportunity to act like I own a business, but it's God's business. And I don't have to worry about if the financial capital of the business is going to be able to pay my family's bills. That's a really amazing and unique um, opportunity that God has given to me. And so that's part of my dream. I have other dreams. I don't want to run the coffee shop forever. And I know part of this is, part of my dream is being able to build up somebody else that will one day be able to take this to a different level than what I can take it. Somebody else is going to come up from behind me and be able to do this better than I am. Uh, there's a saying that God doesn't call the equipped, but he equips the called. Uh, it's something I really used to believe in. I heard that a lot, um, you know, before. And recently I realized there's a lot of lies that's tied up to, in that. I feel like, uh, excuse me, the lies that are tied up in that is it makes you feel like you aren't equipped to do something. I didn't feel like I was equipped to run the coffee shop. Like I said to you in the beginning, Pastor I was like, it's okay, it'll be fine. You know, we'll hire somebody else. And we did, and that person left. And then I was like, who's going to run the coffee shop now? And my husband looked at me and he said, you? Like, you're going to run the coffee shop now. Why not you? You're already doing it, so why not you? I don't really want to be a barista. He's like, well, <laughs> figure it out because you're going to be. So, um, you know, there's that. So, anyways, uh, I, didn't, I didn't have necessarily all the tools that I thought that I needed, but God had already planted the tools that I needed inside me. God knows that you are already equipped to do what he's going to call you to do, or he wouldn't call you to do it. He already gave you the tools. He already has giving you everything you need to be a good mom. He's already given you everything you need to be a good spouse. He's already given you everything you need to be a good business owner or employee. You just have to do it. You just have to do it. And sometimes it looks a little like fake until you make it. And then you get your, your momentum going and you're like, oh, I do remember this one thing in my life and God told me, you know, I would be able to 
is because blah, blah, blah. You know, because this thing happened. So uh, God doesn't set us up for failure. He will never set you up for failure. He always sets us up for success. It sometimes take time, takes time for you to realize that, but he's already equipped you. So that is uh, what I would love to be able to pray over you guys today. If you're feeling kind of, uh, maybe you're feeling like I felt at one point in time where you just are sick of hearing about dreams. Maybe you've already, uh, maybe you've got dreams and you feel like, why aren't these happening? You know, I'd just love to be able to pray over you. And um, if you all want to stand, we're just going to go ahead and pray. If you feel like uh, you're waiting for your dream, like you don't feel like God has given you anything that's a dream of your own, would you just raise your hand? And if that's you, look around. If that's you, put those of you around that person, go ahead and lay your hands on them. And I just want to encourage you right now. We're going to pray for them. God, I just thank you for the people that are here today, God. I thank you for this opportunity to share what you're doing in your business downtown in Tip City, God. That we are able to be a light. God, I just pray for those that are angry about having to hear about dreams one more time. God, I just pray that you will take the seeds that are buried deep in their heart, God. Maybe seeds that they don't know are there, but you placed them there maybe many years ago. That you gave them a dream, God. And I just pray that your rains will water them. That they will be sprinkled upon. That they will begin to sprout, God. That you will encounter them with dreams and visions. And that they will just be able to take the things that you have called them to do and run with it. That you will also grant them patience to be able to take time. Because things don't have to happen quickly. That you will give them the time that they need to do those things, God. I pray for those people in this room, God, that are currently owning a business and running a business. I just pray that you will give them fresh ideas. That you will give them new creative ways to run a kingdom business, God. That they will seek after you and your will for their business. That they will be able to be good leaders and employers, God. That their team will carry the heart of their house. That they will do the things that they need to be that need to be done, God. And I just pray for uh, everyone in this place right now, God, everybody that is an employee, that they will be able to do their work to the best of their ability, God, that you don't expect perfection, and that the leadership above them doesn't make either, that they will just be able to do their best, and that it will be done for you, God. I thank you, God, for every single person Thank you for your love. Thank you for your guidance, God.